Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Talking more college hoops here on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He's Eric Strickland. And during the break, we were talking about uh, Michigan and Hunter Dickinson talking their trash, but losing to Wisconsin at home. Not ideal for Nebraska if they want to avoid the play-in round of the Big Ten tournament as Wisconsin is a game and a half up on Nebraska. Michigan two and a half games up, so you want that result flipped to have Wisconsin fall a little closer to the pack, help Nebraska with head-to-head. But Strick, I saw something today that I still don't know if I can fully wrap my head around. Okay. Nebraska basketball, Nebraska men's basketball, could still earn the three seed in the Big Ten tournament. With the, oh, wow. When you look at it, it's possible. Talk to me about it. Nebraska's 6-10 and 10 right now. Yeah. Okay. Purdue basically has it wrapped up. They're mm-hmm. sitting at, atop the conference at 12-3. and three. You have two teams, Indiana Northwestern at 9-5. and five. You have four teams at 8-6. and six. Two teams at 8-7. and seven. Uh, One at 7-8. and eight, And Penn State a half game ahead of Nebraska at 6-9. and nine. There's a whole laundry list of results that every single one of them would, would need to go correctly for Nebraska to earn yeah. the, the double buy, the three seed, the highest it's seed they crazy. would have ever gotten, I think, in the Big Ten era. So it's almost not even worth talking about. But the bigger point, the bigger takeaway, is this Big Ten is a mess. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a hodgepodge. It was, it's a big bowl of jambalaya. Everybody's in it. Uh, and it can turn and sway either way, depending on how how bad you uh, play. And so that's why I'm saying it's so important. It's a tough loss for Michigan. You know, mm-hmm. um, your resume is not the best. If you wanted to get in, you needed to so you needed to lock that down. You put yourself in a bad situation uh, at that point. Um, you know, only ones really kind of sitting okay. Uh, none of them. <laughs> it can turn either way. I mean, because I think probably the best thing, Austin, that's going for everybody is that this ain't a Big Ten problem only. Right. It's right. a little bit of everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said this a while ago. I said that – Looking at the landscape of college sports, and it didn't matter which ones it is. I mean, I think football is probably the one that mm, still, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have your, your top tiers. But basketball, I said you're going to start to see parity after the COVID situation because you're going to have a lot of non-openings. Guys are going to start going other places. Mm-hmm. Now you have addition of transfer portal. You've got all those different things and dynamics kind of coming down at the same time, which leads to parity. So teams that wouldn't necessarily, your Rutgers and, you know, Houston's and, you know, things like that, these type of teams were able in these nice recruiting hotbeds to land super talent because they probably weren't available to go to blue blood programs that they probably would normally go to. Mm-hmm. So other teams were going to get better. It was going to make for parity and it was going to make March madness, more madness, madness uh, mm-hmm. than it is already. Right. It's on the one hand, it's still going to be March madness because we don't know who's going to beat who, who's yeah. going to show up on any given night. 
But as the kids might also say, it might be March midness. Very, very boring, very average. Because who are the stars in college basketball? Who are the big names, the big draws? Like Houston's a really darn good basketball team. That doesn't, you know, capture the eyes in the hearts of people nationally. Yeah. You say Alabama is ranked in the top two. You're assuming that's football. But it's basketball at the same time. I mean, Kansas is probably the best-performing Blue Blood school this year. No, no, that's what I wanted to talk about. But go ahead. No, I want you to finish your thought. Yeah, they've been probably the best Blue Blood school so Mm -hmm. far this year, but they've had their lulls. UCLA, I still don't know what their ceiling is. They've been pretty pretty all right, but I don't know how much I trust them or I'm in love with them. Mm Mm-hmm. Carolina, Duke, and Kentucky have like four quad one wins between them. Carolina doesn't have one. That's an NIT team right now. Kentucky's an NIT team right now. Duke might be a double-digit seed. Is it good for college basketball that there's new blood? Or does it hurt college basketball that all the eyeballs aren't on these big teams because they're struggling? Well, I it, it ultimately comes down to this. A lot of people are looking for bags. So this is why you have G League Ignite. Mm-hmm. This is why you have this uh, this other league. I can't um, overtime. Overtime. Mm-hmm. You have the so a lot of these, you know, name brands that have Instagram followings and have mixtape followings. They're going to these types of places because it's it's a bag chase. So the quality of the game, I think, is 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 creating parity, but the top tier quality. Is not that so? It's become very team or so. If you're Which a purist, the, yeah. On the one hand, is yeah, good, but yeah. on the other hand, strict. That's one of the biggest complaints people have about college basketball. Is it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Which on the one hand is understandable because these guys aren't pros. Now they're supposed right. to have school to focus on, but it's fun because there's parity. But at the same time, there's nothing very flashy or exciting about college basketball right now. I agree. I mean, there's yeah, I can't. There's no rebuttal. There's nothing that makes you want to say, I'm going to tune in tonight. Right. You know, there's not that. There's no that Zion Williamson type feel or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, guys like that. I mean, there's talent on that North Carolina team for whatever reason. They they can't get it together. (laughs) Um, Talent on that Gonzaga team, um, there's a lot of up and downs with them as far as uh, that goes. But that's the thing I wanted to talk to you about. What... What is and who is considered a blue blood to you? Is Arizona considered a blue blood? Arizona's not a blue blood. Even after the success that they had, the, the runs that they had? They had a the, really good run. The Battier and the Jason Terry eras and the Michael Dickersons. It, and I just don't think no? they rise to blue blood historically. They had a good run. They're definitely a, a solid program. So then who is? There's just a small handful. Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA. That's the list. Okay, that's the list. So now there's an there there's there's a, a a group out there. There's some you know speculation out there. If it's speculation or there's you know people talking, let me just say that there's something called the new blood. So who are the new bloods to you? I, I can tell you a couple. I think Gonzaga would probably be a new blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably say Virginia, maybe no. Not there, not, yeah, not not quite yet. It may, maybe, maybe. How is Indiana not a blue blood? I think they should be. Right. I think there is they're a blue blood in the same way Nebraska football is. Soder Hammond text line, talk to me four zero two four six four five six eight five. Who would you consider 
to be a blue blood and who would you consider to be a new blood? So is Houston a new blood? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so break it down. Working tell me the, what, Working tell their me. way there. Kelvin Sampson's a darn good coach. Houston has been, you know, really good for a few years. They've been solid for a handful of years, but and I know they had some historical success as well, but they mm-hmm. had a big lull in the middle where you weren't thinking about Houston. And they also haven't had the sustained success of like a Villanova, who finally took a now, step back this year. But I would, a new throw, blood? I would throw Nova in the new okay. blood convo. What about Baylor? Baylor, no. They, again, have a chance to, but I need to see it for a decade, not just a few years. Okay, UConn? UConn is closer to a blue blood, given everything that they... Well, UConn women are the blue blood oh, for sure. of that sport. The men have an argument, but I think they're in that, that Indiana-Syracuse tier of, like, tier two of blue blood. Now, people would say that Michigan State's a blue blood. Tier two. Yeah. Nope. They're not, they're not a full blue blood. Not in that conversation for me. Okay. Well, Sider Heyman text line. Talk to your boy. 402-464-5685. Who's a new blood and who's a blue blood? I'm interested to know how, how you view it and how you think. It's something that just kind of came to mind for me. And I'm interested to know uh, what you guys are talking about. Cliff Castorall Sr., how are you doing? Man, thank you for your service out there at Elgin Air Force Base in Florida. We appreciate you and the work that you continue to do and all the brothers that are alongside you. Um, yeah, that was just a, something that I thought about, Austin, as, as I was looking into things. I'm just interested. I'm interested to look. I, I really want to probably take this evening and dig into the rest of the schedules and see if I can predict, you know, how – teams may fare based on the the finishing of this schedule for the Big Ten. For sure. So speaking of Big Ten, the text line asked, why is Michigan State not a blue blood? Michigan State doesn't feel like a blue blood. It just doesn't. You say Michigan State, I don't think, oh yeah, basketball powerhouse. They've been propped up as one. Mm. Tom Izzo has one national championship, what, two, three final fours, which is good, but not what his reputation would suggest. I mean, he he's lost in the first round, almost as often as he's made it to the final four. Mm. I, I just, I'm just not sold on Michigan State. I would rather see UCLA in the Champions Classic over Michigan State as that blue blood. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think. Does Who in the Pac-12 outside of UCLA is a second tier? Arizona has an argument for that. Arizona's close-ish. Does Iowa State in the Big 12? You know what I'm saying? Like, give me me your second tiers in the big – like, in in the different conferences, give me your second tier. See, SEC obviously is Kentucky, but who's second tier in in the SEC? Florida. Okay, you would say Florida. I'd say Florida's in that conversation. Um, Tennessee is working its way there under Rick Barnes. Auburn is working its way there with Bruce Pearl. I wouldn't say Auburn yet. But – they're they're still below LSU every so often springs up but not consistently enough for me mm-hmm. to want to put them there so Arkansas you know had the, those Nolan Richardson teams okay. but I, again I'd say they're they're tier two at best ACC ACC your tier two Syracuse wants to consider itself a blue blood Louisville Louisville wants to consider itself a blue blood I don't think they are uh, again they're in in the discussion but they're they're tier two tier two and a half NC State? Redheaded stepchild of Tobacco Road. <laughs> Redheaded stepchild of Tobacco Road. 
Nope. <laughs> nope. NC State. Oh, NC State shoot. wants to beat. Wake Forest also no. Pitt, back in the Big East days, was tough. And if they've been able to sustain after Jamie Dixon, I could see an argument for them. But I, I'm no, Pitt doesn't strike me as a blue blood. Okay. Uh, on the Sarah Hammond text line, James, um, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that that's what it comes down to. Um, I think Austin has definitely made that to be what, what he thinks it to be also. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, UCLA. Yeah, and James, you're saying – In each of the conferences too, you know, so that yeah. they, they each have kind of ran or dominated at some point. Uh, Alan, <laughs> Alan Branting says, Rock Chalk, yes, they're definitely a blue blood, no question about it. Um Let's see. Oh, okay. You, he did. I think Sugar Shane, he answered that question about Syracuse. Um, you, you know, yeah, I think I would say Syracuse definitely is a tier two. I, you know, with Bayheim and his longevity, it kind of puts him in the thought of a possibility of, of, of being a blue blood. But I think that, you know, has tapered off a little bit. So Okay, so uh, to Eric as well, uh, before we get to the shootout. Correct. My feeling is not a verified metric. I understand that. But part of being a blue blood is, do they feel like a historical power? You know, when you say that name, do you associate them with basketball success, with history, with tradition? Because if there's any question if a school's a blue blood, that tells me they're not. Mm. If you have to question if they deserve inclusion, they, they're not inner circle. Hey, you make your case. I Fight, fight. I'm your partner. I think that um, you know that is something to say about it because what 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 the feeling do you get when you hear the name? I think that's that's a relative thing, and I think when you hear Kansas, you you hear it, you know, you know it. Um, I think I kind of say mm, with Michigan State, you know, you're Syracuse, mm, you know. I do have those feelings about some of those programs, but they're not that ones where I say, oh, yeah, no question. You're right. The Michigan State one, let's go with that because they're in the Champions Classic. That's, you know, the big headline event to start every basketball season, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and then I got to get back to James because he's he's disrespecting. But with Michigan State, they win uh, that national title with uh, Magic, uh, with, with Judd Heathcote. I, I will say real quick before you say that because I got to throw that out. I will say I get that feeling with Indiana. Okay. I, I will. You, you grew up with them. When, when, yeah. I mean, when, when, when I hear Indiana, I, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. You know, the Bobby Knight, and those runs, even though, mm-hmm. you know, not a whole bunch of championships came from it, but I get that feeling with that. Absolutely. So yeah. with Michigan state real quick, they win that national title. Then after magic leaves, they missed the NCAA tournament for five straight years. Make it a couple, miss it a few. They make it, miss, make it a couple. They don't make it Tom Izzo's first two year, And then they've been a staple. They've only missed it in 2020 under Tom Izzo. So it's a good, solid program. I just don't think it's that elite. You have to talk about them, include them in every college basketball discussion type of program. So that's why I leave them off. Um, And James, again, I, I know this is your opinion, and you're saying Duke is a more recent powerhouse, mid '80s. Yeah, but that's still 40 years. You know, that's still 40 years. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not one decade. That's not one run. That's 40 years of being in the national conscience. No, they didn't create basketball. You know, like Naismith in, in that crew at Kansas. No, they haven't been on the scene as long as you know maybe Carolina or Kentucky with Rupp or UCLA with John Wooden. But you can't say Duke's a tier two. 
have five national championships since since 1990. Yeah, Shashevsky. Yeah, that that's 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 blue blood, no question. You know what he's been able to do with that program is definitely blue blood to me. Absolutely. Let's play the shootout. How does that Love sound? It. Let's get it. Let's get into the net rankings. Where are teams ranked? Who's the highest? Who's the lowest? Who has good wins? Who has bad losses? Uh, your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. Call now, 402-464-5685 to play the shootout with Strick next.